but it pertains to thanksgiving. And again, it implies giving thanks to God, thanking Him for His blessings, thanking Him for salvation, thanking Him for so much. These songs are old, 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 Adam, old. <laughs> in fact, there's one in here that is about 450 years old. Now, you'll remember that from your youth, won't you? <laughs> but I want you to know these are old, old songs, old hymns, and they portray a, a message, a spiritual message from us. As you sing, sing it from your heart this morning and sing them unto the Lord. So with that, I'm going to begin, and our theme, our theme this morning is blessed in order to bless. It is a statement of truth based on Scripture. We truly have been blessed in order to bless others and to also bless God. How are we receiving these blessings, and how are we giving these blessings away? Luke chapter 12, to whom much is given, much will be required. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, God will give you much so you can give away much. Genesis chapter 12, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. Ephesians chapter 2, God made us and planned that we should spend these lives in helping others. Act in a way worthy of those that have been chosen for such wonderful blessings as these. We are a blessed people, a blessed nation, materially and spiritually. We are blessed for a purpose, to be a blessing. We are given such richness of resources so that we may share with others God's many kinds of blessings. And then I read from Psalms chapter 95. Listen, the invitation for this service. Oh, come, let us sing of joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with songs. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods, in whose hands are the depths of the earth. The peaks of the mountains are his also, the sea is his, for it was he who has made it, and his hands formed the dry land. So come, David says, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord and our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. One other thing, there will be a responsive reading in here that will be led by Miss Mary. And uh, please respond at the appropriate time. I believe they're going to be on the screens this morning. Shall we enter with a time of thanksgiving this morning?
saying he was going to do this, and she, I want to know yesterday, she wasn't feeling well, so let's keep her in our prayers. But anyway, I begin to think about what does church mean to me? Why am I thankful for church? Um, there have been many churches that I've been in. I have the church of my youth, and I have special memories of those years. I have the church that I attended while I was in college, and I would visit several churches. Um, I have the churches that we have pastored at for the years. And I will tell you, even though each one of those buildings might be similar in some ways and different in others' ways, the one thing that they all had in common was the people. And that's what church really is. It's not about the buildings. It's really not about the location. It's about the people that make up that building or worship the Lord in that building. And so in each one of those buildings that I have had the opportunity to be in, there are people that I remember that influenced my life in so many different ways. Um, there were people mostly that influenced my life in positive, uplifting ways. I have to be honest, though, not everybody that comes in the church building is necessarily where they ought to be with the Lord. And that's what church is all about. It's a place where we come, not because we're perfect or have our act all together. It's a place we come because we want to know more about God and what he has to do for us and through us. And, and then the church around the world. I've had the opportunity to worship in countries around the world. I didn't understand what they were saying, but I'll tell you what, I could hear their heart. I could hear their love for the Lord through their singing and their exuberance uh, for the Lord. Uh, one of the first, first opportunities I had to be out of country worshiping in a church was in a little mountain town. Actually, not even a town. It was a little, you know, white spot in the road, really, that had a a watering hole in the, the mountains of Gu Guatemala. They had never seen electric light. We had the opportunity to take a generator in there and um, watch the people come and be amazed. And then they didn't have the opportunity to sing um, and teach them more about the Lord, the, the songs, the, the spoken word. That was something else. And then I was in Mexico once upon a time to worship there. Um, worshiped in India and those churches. And again, it wasn't about the, the location or what the buildings looked like because the building in Guatemala was just, we built it. It was just had some, brick, uh, some bricks that we put together and didn't have a roof on it. Um, but it was all about the people worshiping in the church. And then um, I saw, I worshiped in different places when I was in India. And they all looked a little bit different. But again, it was the people and their joy for the Lord and how they, they were serving him to the best of their abilities. Oftentimes, they didn't have a whole lot of material things, but what they had to offer to him was their heart. And to me, that's what the church is about. It's worshiping the Lord and being the people of God. When we come to this building, we are the church. It's not just the building. It's the people in the church. And then when we leave this building, we are still the church, and we get to go out and we get to share the love of God with people that we come in contact with. So um, I'm just thankful. I am thankful for all the church that I've had an opportunity to be a part of. If you're able, can stand with us sing together. Count your blessings. I think sometimes we take for granted what we have and what God has blessed us with. 
But the song reminds us to count those many, many blessings.
know there's a lot of jumping up and down. Don't you feel embarrassed if you cannot stand all these numbers? But if you would like to stand and join with us, please do so. Church, and we had 
but that inward praise is never sharp or flat. It is always on the right pitch when we're in tune with God. This singing heart is the product of thanksgiving. Thankful people are the happiest people on earth, and the happy sing. If we are to develop a singing heart, then we must understand and practice thanksgiving. Thanksgiving recognizes God as the source of life's abundance. When we give thanks, we pay tribute. We pay tribute to the one from whom all blessings come. We acknowledge our dependence on Him. O oh God, You have given me so much. All at once, I know these things I call common or daily miracles. Eyes that behold the uncharted universe, universe above me, and a busy robin building a nest for its young. Ears to hear the pounding of a mighty sea and the clear, sweet strains of a violin. The ability to appreciate the fragrance of a dew-laden dawn and the pungent sweetness of a fresh gardenia. The warmth in the hand clasp of a friend. The light in the glance of a loved one turned my way. The trust in the arms of a child tight around me. Purpose, work, rest. Father, all this you have given me. What can I do for you? Amen. You may stand if you wish. This song gives us an opportunity to praise our Father.
so he spoke again and spoke to Samuel. The reason I brought that up is because as a young boy, I thought the Lord would speak to me that way in an audible voice. I have found that the Lord speaks to us like in thoughts is the way he speaks to me. And uh, I can give you an example. The reason I brought this Bible here, I read this twice, and it's worn out. I read another Bible, on my, on another Bible and uh, into the third time reading it through. So uh, something I heard this week was that uh, this person wasn't politically correct, and I'm not either. I'm Jesus correct, and I add to that I'm Bible correct. And so the Bible is, is my guide through through uh, this walk of life. And uh, anyway, to get back to what I was going to say, is that when I was 23, turned 24, on my uh, birthday, I was here in town, I was painting a house, and I got almost around the house, been there for a week, and I got into some electrical wires. And the wires were in the way, so I had my hand up like this, and it grabbed me. It just latched me onto the wire. And I'm on a 15-foot uh, extension ladder, aluminum extension ladder. It's dug in the ground. It's been raining every day. And I can remember this. Green fire was shooting all around my hand. And my whole body was buzzing. And I was just, uh, I don't know why the Lord didn't take me right then. And I remember I looked up the wire, and I looked back at the wire. And this wire was on Parkview Boulevard, and it serviced those houses there more than just the house that I was at. And so that voice, that thought, came to my, my mind, my, my head, and it said, put your hand, because I couldn't let go. When these things grab you, you can't let go. The voice said, well, put your hand on the house and shift your shoulders. And as soon as I did, next thing I knew, I was on the ground. And I yelled for help, and a man next door came, there's a lady in the house, she never came out, but a man came around from his fence and he had uh, a white shirt on and dress pants, he was an older gentleman. And I, like I said, I just turned 24. But he come around and, you know, these old men, they just carry handkerchiefs in my pocket. So he come down where I was at, I laid him flat on my back. I'd already noticed that I couldn't get up. I already noticed that my right foot, I could do this, my left foot wouldn't do nothing, just paralyzed. And so uh, he bent down and gave me his handkerchief. And uh, he said, here, wipe all that blood off of you. And I looked down, my white clothes had splattered blood all down my, my clothes. And so got on the uh, ambulance and went to the hospital. And while I was there, mother and daddy was at the uh, uh, Anderson, Indiana, at the uh, camp meeting. And, uh, they requested prayer for me. Brother Earl Moore prayed for me. My father-in-law, Jason Miles, he prayed for me. And so I'm a witness here today to tell you that the Lord healed my back. Uh, what happened actually was when I hit the ground, uh, it crushed the vertebrae right in the center of my back. And it's still crushed. And I've even been a doctor since then, back in... Uh, this was 1977. And in 2004, I had a doctor make an x-ray on my back, and he didn't even know how to walk. 
That's how the Lord works and how he's been in my life. Praise God. So that is one of those times that the Lord had me get off of there, and I don't know if I died and come back to life. I don't know. I don't remember anything after I let go, but I do remember kidney rain. Uh, later on in life, uh, talking about the Lord's healing, I was playing volleyball. I played volleyball a lot. I used to play three nights a, a week. Uh, kept me in pretty good shape. And uh, but this was a few years ago, about five years ago. And I played, and my knee went overextended uh, to the wrong way. And because uh, I was running backwards, and I fell down, I couldn't get up. But I tell you this, I got up and hobbled to my car, and I put my hand on the church building. This was at Mount Vernon, at the gym, and at the church. I put my hand on the, on the church, and I asked God to heal my bed. For a few months, I guess it was, this is as far as I could move my knee. That was it. I couldn't, I couldn't go any further or to go straight. I was doing work in ATMs and stuff, crawling in there with my knee, just being able to do that. Well, praise the Lord. One night, I went out to feed our cat that we had at that time, and the concrete was sweaty, so the cat made me slip down. And when I went down, I went down all the way. And it hurt for about 30 seconds, maybe less, and it's been healed ever since. That's how the Lord has been working in my life. Uh, he brought angels into my life. Uh, there was a time Jen and I was in Oklahoma, and I saw a lady, and I felt a great misfile right here. And I, I saw a lady with a suitcase, and I said, Lord, go help that lady. But I didn't do it. And so I prayed, Lord, give me another chance. We got down in Texas, and uh, we pulled into a place like a settled up. And nobody was there. We were just there. We pulled up there. And so um, went inside, went to the restroom. But when we came out, there was a bar across there. And there was this man with overalls sitting there. And he had a sign. I don't even know what the sign said. He didn't say nothing. He didn't ask nothing. Not anything. So that was my second chance. We went to the bar, gave him some money. By the time we got the car, he just got up and walked off and disappeared. I'll give you one more time of God's experience in my life. I was playing the bass guitar out here at the Mount Vernon Baptist Church. And uh, one morning, Sunday morning, I got up a little earlier to go by my mother and daddy's house. And so I forgot something. I got my truck out the driveway, forgot something. So I went back in the house and got it. And when I come back out, I noticed there's this gentleman coming up the road in our street. Now we have joggers and jogging suits and things like that. This guy was different. He was an older gentleman. Uh, he was dressed nice. He had a pullover sweater vest and dressed up. And so I, I, I saw him. So I opened the door to get in and then I noticed he hastened his pace. And he got almost running. And so he cut across the yard to keep me from leaving. And he come up there and he told me, and Dean was over there by the porch. But he came out there and he said, I had a vision about you last night. He said, Jesus wanted me to tell you that he loves you. And 
He said, you're going to be a leader. Now, yet, I don't know what the leadership is, but he said I would be a leader. But one thing I know is I, I uh, love the Lord. He's been there with me, and I will speak boldly about the Lord. And I was telling someone, it's kind of like whenever you uh, get convicted, when a preacher's preaching and you get that feeling over you of being scared, and then you step out and you go forward and it's good. And so I've had that kind of feeling before too. But I know that once I spoke up for the Lord before he wanted me to say, uh, there was a blessing for, for everybody. There was a blessing to me, and uh, I knew the Lord was with me. So that's what I wanted to say. Uh, I love the Lord, and I'm thankful for the Lord, and thankful for what he does for me and my family, and thankful that he brought us to this church.
Would you sing this morning, Come by the Fount of Every Blessing?
that he is the sustainer of life, for the bread that was broken for us, that we can be a part of his family. And we take his juice, his wine. I often like to say, he turns the juice into wine. He still does. But it is symbolic of what Jesus did for us. This blood is poured all over our lives. It represents his grace, his forgiveness, his eternal life that he has implanted in each of us through his son, Jesus Christ. I'm so glad to be taking this with you this morning, my church family. It's so good to see different ones of you. It's good to see Barbara back. We need to continue to pray for Barbara. Of course, she's always needed prayer, but that was especially in her life. We did that, Barbara. I know many others have, have needs in your life, but it's so good that we can come together and do this in remembrance of him who gave his life for us. So, I'm going to ask you to take that little bread that's on the bottom of your cup, just pull it back. And I'm going to have a prayer this morning, and then we're going to partake of it together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the table that you have prepared for us so we can come and celebrate our relationship with you. The relationship that took you to a cross to die a physical death with pain and torture and a crown of thorns upon your head. And there were nail prints in your hands and in your feet and a wound in your side. And you did it for us. And as we take this bread this morning, you died so that we could live. And so we ask your blessing upon this bread this morning as we take it in remembrance of you. Let us take the bread together. wine and he poured it he said don't think of this as regular wine anymore but think of it as my blood which is shed for you so now we ask the blessing upon the Jews this morning Lord we thank you Lord for these elements that you've given us Lord to remember you to put in front of us so we will never forget. And to say, Lord, we are so truly thankful this year, Father, for your blessings and how you provided for us and how you protected us and how you healed our bodies and how you've given us testimonies of praise this morning. We thank you, Lord. For this time as a family that we remember you. Bless this wine, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's take this together. As we celebrate Thanksgiving this year, to have truly Thanksgiving. We must find that space in our hearts to celebrate to God 
the thankfulness for who he is to us. And when we truly celebrate, we realize that we have been blessed so that we can bless others. Amen. 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 We're going to sing this closing song. It's an old one. It's a testimony. Oh God, you've been our help in the past, and we know that you'll be our help in the future. Would you stand as we sing this morning?